This episode of Truth Table is brought to you by our NAACP Image Award-nominated book, Truth Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation. Get it where all books are sold. This episode of Truth Table is brought to you by InterVarsity Press, whose vision is to catalyze redemption, restoration, and revival in our divided and broken world. Follow IVP on Twitter at IVPress and visit IVP's website at www.ivpress.com. Sisters, how y'all feel? Brothers, y'all all right? If this is your first time at Truth Table, welcome to the table. And if you've been sitting at the table with us all these years, we are so grateful that you have been listening to us through these years, and we are inviting you to partner with us and support our work at patreon.com slash truthstable. Now pull up a chair and have a seat at the table with us. Hey y'all, welcome to Truth Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. And I'm Christina. This table is built by a black woman and for a black woman. So welcome to the table, see How you doing, girl? Well, welcome, my goodness. It's been a long time. It has. We now have. we talk all the time, but it's been a long time for these listeners. Hey y'all. <laughs> Listen, and I have heard, I have heard from them like, my Saturdays are dry. That's a quote. That is a direct quote. I ain't going to tell wow. you my sister said that, but she said, my Saturdays are dry. I said, well, do, how you been listening to getting the word? Come yeah, on now. Yeah, I listen to that daily, you know. Get but the word now. I still need two table on Saturday. I was like, okay, fair, fair. So <laughs> <laughs> I hear your words and we are back. We are back. Like Bam. we left something. Now I know you, it might not feel like we left something to y'all. Like it was a quick turnaround, but time's flying. Time well, is- and part of the reason why time is flying is because it has been a full so-called down season for us. It was not a down season. It was an up season. Hey, <laughs> a winning season. Hey, because my name is congratulations in 2023. My name is Taylor. <laughs> Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, our name is NAACP Image Award nominated debut authors. My, 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 my. Black women's music on life, love, and liberation. And don't think I'm above cutting out Come on. the little emblem and sticking it to this truth table sticker board. I'm not above it. I'm not above it. You no, might see it I next feel time. like that's right <laughs> on brand. I think. <laughs> because if you don't grow your own flowers and give them to yourself, you may not have Nobody any. Go, nobody gonna do it for us. Anybody gonna do it for us? <laughs> no, but yeah, the last time we were here um, on the show, at the end of the close of last season, we did not know the Lord thy God was gonna bless hey! us. But he's always blessing. But he's yeah, always, he's always blessing. blessing. We didn't know he's gonna bless us in this way. I know. With a nomination for Ooh, the Shaka. Image Award. I mean, my goodness. That Shaka. was a true gift. A true gift from the Lord. And, yeah. and for our book, y'all. For our book. If there is ever a truth table made for TV movie and or documentary, which would be a comedy, then <laughs> a drama slash. I mean, there, there's some dramatic moments, but it really is a comedy, too. Um, we would have to show the scene of when we found out. Oh, yes. yes. It, the, the, the mixed emotions. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> the personalities goodness. that were displayed. The elation. The elation. Yes, yes, yes. The grandeur. All the things. Yes. It was a moment in time. I'm still continuing to thank God. You know, I'm still continuing to thank God. We did not, we, um, we just came back from the image awards, so we did not win y'all. Um, but just getting that nomination, honestly, a win is a win. 
And you know, a win is a win, as they yeah. say on the Instagrams and the TikTok street. A win is a win. Yeah. And that nomination, honestly, did feel like a win. I know people say that as a cliche, but for real, for real, it yeah. does feel like a win. You know, well, so when I'm- you think about the countless numbers of quality cried over books that came out, that come out in one year, but even by yeah. African-Americans. Um, yeah, just so many books. And for ours to be in the company of, uh, you know, three others for this particular category, just grateful, 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 grateful. And also it's inspiring. It's like, hmm, well, what we going to do now? What else can we do? <laughs> You can't stop us. You can't hold us back. So, yeah, it was really amazing and really grateful to share that honor with you, my dear sister. And shout out mm. to our co-author, Michelle. Yeah. Um, it's just a, it's just an amazing honor to work on this project together. We knew that it would be kind of our our closing po- project as the three of us who started mm-hmm. Truth's Table. And then uh, we transitioned into uh, that duo project of Getting the Word, which also was incredibly successful last year. And so... Yeah, praise God. Just, over over it's half a, a million downloads so far. I don't know what the current numbers are. I mean, it's just amazing the amount of people that I meet who are they're like every day, this is a part of my devotion and or this is my second my second go around. Yeah. I meant some getting the word. That, that that like this is my second go around on yeah. getting the word. I was like, Me too, sister. Because <laughs> we need to get in we need to get in, stay in, and obey the word of God. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast number three. Because obedience <laughs> matters. Obedience is, it matters. It's needed. It's better than sacrifice. Yeah, that's what, it, that's what it says. And you'll learn that if you listen to Get in the Word. <laughs> do, I, do I got a Bible reader? Do I listen. got a Bible listener? A Bible listener. Hello. My God. This Come is on. where we are. Anyway, we're back at the table. Yes, we are. And what exactly is our theme for this season? I want to make sure I say it right, but I'm feeling I'm feeling the the lyrics and the melody of of, of Andy Stone just rising <laughs> up in me right now. Of Andy Stone, <laughs> of, that, of that neo soul diva of a woman, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know that song, strong brother. You know, all that's in there, but right. it is black brother. We love you. Yes, that's right. Although we are dead serious about centering the voices, experiences, dreams, and joys and struggles of black women, we wanted to remind y'all that we are in community together. Yes, <laughs> we yes. are not alone. There is a whole community of brothers and sisters together, and so we have a series dedicated to black brother. We love you, and so. Uh, that is this series kicking off season seven. That's right. That's right. You know, season seven, the number of completion. Come we, on we, now. You better be that. churchy. But because I am. Because you and, are. That's well established. <laughs> but it was important. I mean, uh, let's see. Black brother. Black brother. We love you. You know, I just I just hear the song ringing in my head. Um, That's I, why y'all have to have the video footage. That's just why these people have to. You got you gotta you gotta subscribe to Patreon so that you can see us do our shoulder bops. You, you yes. Gotta. <laughs> yes, you got it. But yeah, I this season, yeah, it was um important. I think for us to kind of, in some ways, for True Saber to get back to its its roots. <laughs> if you will, although some might think, well, this is a divergence, but it's not. Um, I think that we've, True Saber has always been about um, the uplift and the empowerment of our community collectively, yeah. um, by cent- but but doing that by centering um, those who are marginalized with our community, which is 
black women. Um, and we've done that faithfully through the through all six, well, now seven uh, seasons. And um, um, and it's not as if we're telling the sisters to get up out, out the, off the their chairs so the brothers could sit down. It's oh, like, no, no, no. Never no. that. Never that. The brothers to, to pull up a chair for this season and come sit at the table. You know, they, they could get off the wall. They don't have to hold up the wall. They can come, they can come sit at the table now because we need a family meeting. <laughs> I don't know if y'all have been paying attention to what's going on in these podcasting streets, but uh, mm-hmm. some of the brothers is popping off. They, uh, they a little out of pocket. And so, <laughs> back. so back. We, need, we need a family meeting. Some of the sisters too, you know. I mean, we but we need a family meeting. I think there's there's a net, there's a sense in which we we need a not only a come to Jesus moment, but a come to one another. You know, to we need to see each other, um, and look each other in the eye, and really look um, at each other um, in the words of um, uh, uh, Gwendolyn um, Gwendolyn Brooks. You know, when she was talking about uh, Paul Roberson, you know that we are each other. We are each other's magnitude and bond. For we have sure. got to be able to see that um, in one another. And if we don't, we are headed for self-destruction. We are absolutely headed for self-destruction and implosion. And if y'all don't have the eyes to see that and you can't discern that, I don't know. Yeah. Dude, I really don't know. Because if you're paying attention, you can see the communal breakdown. And yeah, and I don't care if I sound like Booker T or Harriet Tubman. That's where I live. Yes, yes. I am absolutely a respectable Negro. Okay. That is not a byword to me. Okay. So, so you can't offend me with that. But really, we have got to get back to the essence of, of our bond with one another, of our care. Um, and for me as a commi- committed Pan-Africanist, I really see the the importance of our symbiotic connection. I don't know how else we can flourish and thrive apart from unity um, and love, deep love for one another. So that's my, uh, <laughs> that's why I think I mean, that's, is important. That's, at, that's, that's top of the list for the project of white supremacy is the internalization of racism for black people and the denigration of black men and black women between each other. That's at the top of the list. That's right. Uh, Because it allows for white supremacy to function in an almost autopilot way. Um, And so we talk about a lot about systemic racism, which is very much real (laughs) and all the things and internalized racism. But there's a way in which there is a psychological manifestation of racism that impacts relationships and commitments and this kind of uh, intergroup pathology, the way that we think about each other. And for whatever, for whatever we can do to say, you know, let's pump the brakes. That is what we're going to do this season and really try to model what it means for us to recognize love and honor and support the work of some of our black brothers. So you're going to get to meet them. They're going to be coming to the table, some that we know really well and some that we kind of admire their work from afar. Um, And it'll just give us a great opportunity to learn and grow together. And of course, all of this is still on our agenda of centering the needs, interests, hopes, and joys of black women and black Christian women even more specifically. So uh, I am excited. I'm excited. What What are you most excited about, uh, Akimini, as we think about this season and what, what might be discovered? Well, there's two things that come to mind. One, I'm really... I'm really encouraged by what I'm seeing. Um, on, it ain't all bad <laughs> on the social media streets. It ain't all bad on Instagram. So I want to lift that up. I'm really, really encouraged by um, what I'm seeing through specifically Express Yourself Black Man. I've been following that account 
and um, and walk good ATN. I think it, um, that would be Cheryl Lee Ralph's son and what they're doing to um, uh, encourage, challenge and push black men toward healing. Um, mm. Express yourself. Black men um, is uh, uh I believe it's also a network, but it, the Instagram account is really talking to black men about the need to express themselves <laughs> and to get mental health uh, and to get uh, get into therapy, um, begin to learn how to be vulnerable and talk about their feelings and work through their trauma, um, which I am absolutely for. And the Walk Good um, ATN, he's based in LA and he does these like healing meetings and circles for black men and so holistic healing like through body movement like through i believe through yoga i mean obviously it's a meeting for men so i don't see all all the things i just see the pictures after and they all laid out on the yoga mat and i love it um (laughs) and they're hugging each other and crying i love it i love to see that um and so i think um i'm i'm excited to just talk about um, the importance of uh, mental health. I mean, maybe we should see if we can get one of them on the show. I mean, <laughs> let's let's see. let's see. Let's see. Long don't tell the people everything. Let's see if we can. I don't know. You know. Uh, but I would love. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to talking about the importance of mental health for um, for all of us. Yes, but we've talked about that quite a bit for Black women, but for Black mm-hmm. men, you know, what are those barriers? What does it mean for us to also support Black men so that when, when they are on that journey, that mm-hmm. healing journey, and they are being vulnerable. How can we be supportive and be discerning and wise about how we respond to their vulnerability so that we don't shut down <laughs> their process, right? And hinder them and um, make them maybe clam up and go back into their shells. So that's something that I'm really, really interested in uh, and really excited about. And then I'm actually excited about, um, God willing, uh, 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 the pastors that we'll have at the table. So there's a particular pastor who I won't name because I don't know who's going to come, but I just love his ministry. And I have been really blessed by it. And I'm like, please come to the table, please. So I can at least just tell you how you've been blessed me um so i again because i'm churchy um and what i do while i'm working i listen to sermons because i'm i'm a brie and i'll be like i need the word um and that's what i do so i'll either listen to some gospel i'm gonna be listening to a sermon um and so anyway i'm just really excited to talk about those things maybe even obviously talking about black men in the church right um you know in a series like this and um and yeah and i just i just really want us to not lose sight of the fact that we really do need each other. And I know that's not really good. Now this is not, this would not have been controversial if I said this back in 1995, it would not have been controversial. Now it's like, what do you mean? What you talking about? You know, so I just want us to be able to just get back to the essence. Okay. I just, I don't know what else to say about that. Christina, what are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? What are the topics or any guests or? I mean, Hezekiah Walker said it in song. Okay. You know, we we need each other to survive. That's you know, that's a that's jam. What he we said. need to put that back in, in, in rotation again. And with me, agree with me, agree with me. Agree with me. I said. I'm not sure you. I'm not sure you're grasping what Hezekiah <laughs> meant by that. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine that's fine whatever interpretation you feel comfortable with is, i'm in my flesh right now but agree with me i said <laughs> so you know a, a couple things i think will be important to showcase one is that 
um, you you know, like, you, you know, I'm a woman's woman. I, you know, I went to an all girls school. I'm a member of a sorority. I love brainstorming right. and creating with women. But yet some of my best friends from early childhood until now have been men. And I really know and believe for myself that men and women can be great friends. Um, especially brothers and sisters in Christ. So I, you know, these kind of these, these weird rules and <laughs> all these things have always been just been problematic for me. And so I'm just grateful to model and show case the importance of friendship between men and women, actual friendships, a siblinghood um, to sharpen each other, to support each other, to encourage each other. Um, and so I'm just, I've been grateful that grateful for that and blessed by that for so many parts of my life and then parts of my development. And I do consider even my spouse to really, truly be my, my dear, dear, dear friend. Um, and people say that, you know, I think people feel like you have to say that it is, it is very much true. I often, we often joke with each other. I always say to him, like, if I wasn't married to you, I would become friends with you. And then we would probably date. And then we would probably get married. <laughs> this is our cycle. That's, 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 that's true though. Y'all really are friends. Like we are really friends. friends. They're really friends. And, and have known him most of my adult life. Right. Um, Y'all so, and so I just think it's incredible. Absolutely. So I think it's just incredibly important to, to model that, to show that and to praise God for it. The other thing is, uh, uh, as you mentioned, kind of this whole thing about what we see online and the bickering and the men are trash and the women are tripping and they all want this and just, just this very toxic language. I mean, there's even, and I don't know how much it's uh, amplified because sometimes the internet can make one tweet seem like it's, you know, it's canon, like everybody feels this way. But even the sentiment of this kind of like the, the quote unquote corny black man. And I want to bury that. <laughs> I want all, please send me a corny black man. <laughs> I, I need peace. I, I choose peace because I'm I'm a corny black woman. Please don't. Let me <laughs> you. I am a nerd. <laughs> so, listen, listen, praise God for the blurs of the world. Praise God for them. And so, yeah, that that to me is so concerning that we don't allow. Uh, I don't know who this we is, but there's a sense in which there is a we that will not allow black men to be quirky, to be. I always joke with my, my, especially my oldest daughter, who is very artistic. I always say there is no sin in being quirky. There's no sin in being weird. There's no sin in being, dif you know, just being different and artistic. And as a matter of fact, it's an expression of God's creativity. Um, yes. And the Lord delights in our creativity. And so in some ways I want to, yeah, I want that to be buried. This idea of this corny corny black guy um especially when it's somebody who has or celebrated no i think we should needs, celebrate it not even needs, whatever or we need a new word for it for that matter right, right. but um but yeah i think we need to create space for the black men who are artists the black men who are caretakers the the black men who are dreamers and poets and um and and all of those things that bigotry really does attempt to rob and snuff out of them a part of their full humanity because a part of their full humanity is that they are more than the caricatures that white supremacy uh, attempts to throw at them or create them to be and i i long for um there to be communities and spaces where people can really be free in in their full creative expression right to the honor and glory of god and so anyway I, I i'm excited for moments when we get to do that when we get to highlight um our brothers in all these different ways and and show forth these friendships and also to be a real resistance to this anti-black man anti-black woman um 
relationship that seems to be everywhere we turn. Um, I want to resist that. We started this very podcast with this idea of resistance and what Christians are called to do through the power of the Holy Spirit. What it means to be salt and light is that we resist our own sin, but we also resist these systemic sins. And this is something worth resisting, this anti-Black messaging about men and Black women's relationships. It absolutely, absolutely is. So let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about Black Brother. We love you. <laughs> so don't go nowhere. Keep it locked. Lent, the season of repentance and renewal by Esau McCulley. According to Esau, Lent is inescapably about repenting. Every year, the church invites us into a season of repentance and fasting in preparation for Holy Week. It's an invitation to turn away from our sins and toward the mercy and grace of Christ. But we often experience the Lenten fast as either a mindless ritual or a self-improvement project. In this short volume, priest and scholar Esau McCulley introduces the season of Lent, showing us how its prayers and rituals point us not just to our own sinfulness, but also beyond it, to our merciful Savior. Truth Stable listeners can save 30% off on Lent when they order at ivpress.com using promo code TRUTH23. That's promo code TRUTH23 to save 30% off of Lent when you purchase at ivpress.com. Our NAACP Image Award-nominated book, Truth Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation, is making waves and shifting culture. I closed this book feeling like I had just partaken in a multi-course meal, filled with grace and the courage to carry on. And I believe you'll finish this book feeling the same way. Morgan Harper Nichols, artist and poet. Buy Truth Table, Black Women's Musings on Life, Love, and Liberation at our website or wherever books are sold. And we are back at the table talking about Black Brother. We love you. Um, <laughs> Some of you. I'm not to sing it because I, I really do hear the song in my head. Um, there you go. There you go. But yeah, so we're back at the table and thinking through, you know, just this series. And I, I can hear the sister saying like, why they got to have a series, you know, or why. maybe. <laughs> yeah, some, not all. But, you know, but like, wh- why w- will we will we be forgotten, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in this series? And and yeah, and really like really what what really is the motivation, you know, behind yeah. this? I would love to. See what 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 would yeah. you, how would you respond? Well, first of all, to the to someone who has that sentiment of will we be forgotten? I would say I I get that feeling and that sentiment because Black women are chronically <laughs> forgotten <laughs> all the dang on bloody time. This is why mm-hmm. this is why we know we, we could have a podcast that was like created by and for Black women, and it would it would be nothing compared to what is actually needed to attend to the the level of ignoring um, and marginalization that black women experience, you know? So, um, so I, so I would affirm that sense and that feeling, but I would encourage them to still dial in because we're going to be, we're going to be asking questions from what we hope is a vantage point of at least these black women's perspective. And we're going to be asking them questions about 
about how they see and understand their own commitment to black women, for example. So I still think it still centers um, our core audience and our core interests about black women's spiritual development, their joy, their health, their well-being. We're really invested in those things. And I don't think that we can create an all black woman planet and get there. I think we are designed to be, <laughs> I mean, I just got to say that out loud. We can't have an all black woman planet. <laughs> I personally, as as much as I love the sisters, I personally do not want an all woman planet. (laughs) Yeah, no. I'm like, where are the men at? Hello, where are the men? Um, And so I, we are, you know, it it is not good for us to be alone, and we're meant to be in community, in diverse community together, right? So I would encourage them to still dial in and still affirm that feeling of not being seen. We see you, and we know what it feels like to actually not be seen as well. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I think um, how I'd answer that question is um, I, I, I just, um, I don't know, I see our, like, like I said earlier, I do see the, the breakdown, right, between um, both Black men and Black women. And I don't think it's just in my Twitter world, in, in my Instagram feed. I don't, you know, I think this is, a, uh, it's a microcosm, you know, of something that is actually happening out in the world, in the real world, quote unquote, you know, cause you know, some people, you know, however you want to <laughs> conceptualize, you know, think about, um, social media, but I see, um, black women <clears throat> and black men. Um, and this is the way I see it. I see us as, as a covenantal relationship and a covenantal connect- connection, which is why, um, and people might take offenses to offense to this, but whatever. But I think that, I mean, not whatever, but you know, this is, I'm just being very real. I think that is part of why as a black woman, and I would say as a single black woman, it, I, even when I am married, this will still be like, hmm. this. Will, I think that's why it is painful when we do see black women overlooked, you know, as um, say uh, suitable and viable marriage partners or dating partners. And that's why it stings, I think, so bad when we see um, Black men, even those, those, particularly those who deliberately and only will date, you know, outside, um, date any and everybody but a Black woman. You know, um, I think there's a real particular sting. Now, I think I know. (laughs) There is. And I know that that's true, not only for just single Black women, for even married um, ones as well. And so um, so I think that uh, I I, I see us in a covenantal um, bond, you know, as uh, Black women and Black men. And that's why I think it is um, imperative for us to um, repair the breach, you know, um, to stop the bleeding um, if we can. Uh, and then, like, like Christina said, we will be asking them questions about how uh, they see themselves, you know, um, and how they see us in relation in, in their own, um, what they believe they owe Black women, right? And what do Black women owe Black men? Uh, and, and just having a nice uh, conversation about mutuality. I would hope it's based on mutuality. Um, and equity and just thinking about how we can begin to um, uh, live together um, in, in true harmony, you know, um, um, true peace, you know, not a false peace. Uh, and so I, I think about this. So I think you all will still be centered, right? Because we're, we're black. Obviously, we can't speak for all black women. <laughs> we can only speak to our experiences, you know, and from our social locations. But 
Um, we are asking questions, you know, as black women who love black men, right? Um, and uh, who have a stake in the well-being of black men. Um, me as a single black woman, I have a, a great stake in the well-being of uh, other single black men as well. <laughs> this is really, this is very important as a single black woman who who will be married to a, a, a black man. That's that's a, of a paramount um, in, importance. And to be single in this type of climate is is a beast. You know, it, it is a beast based on the um, the vitriol, you know, that's going back and forth and and that's out there. And in the in the era of dating apps, you know, it's just, it's just a lot going on, you know. So so those are some of the, you know, that's what I would say. You you I, you're not going to be forgotten. You won't be forgotten. You won't be left behind. Um, and yeah, and I actually I think we invite your, your questions, things that you want you want us to bring to the tables to bring to the brothers. Bring it, and you oh, are still. There's still gonna be sisters. There's gonna be sisters that come to the table. Still, we still gonna have black girl magic, y'all. <laughs> we still gonna have uh, episodes um, where we're bringing on black women, you know, experts to come and speak within their um, um, field of expertise. So that's not stopping. You know, this is just this is one of our this is a series that we're starting the season off with. Yeah, and we're at, yeah, and just and just super excited about it. I, I and I would add to that. I think. Again, it made me think about your 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 chapter hidden in plain sight, right? Specifically yes. about black women and singleness. But I think likewise for black women who are married or have been divorced uh, and have been married or divorced uh, from black men, uh, whether if singleness ends in a particular season, it doesn't change the stereotypes, the tropes, um, That's right. the pressure, the the racialized trauma that people then go into their marriage with. So black women who are married to black men still are dealing with um, each other attending to each other's wounds or exacerbating each other's wounds from the racist state (laughs) that we are a part of. And not to mention all the other stuff that we just deal with as people. And so um, it's just, that's that's kind of an intimate relational connection or romantic relational connection. But even outside of that, working relationships, partnerships, collaborations, building churches together, building communities together. There are so many ways um, that we have the potential to hold hands and and be and be creative, um, or we have ways in which to um, so many ways to be unkind and unhelpful to each other. And right. yeah, I just think we just have to make it our business to to pursue being at peace with each other. Uh, as scripture talks about, was it Romans? You know, as much as it's up to you. you. Yes. That's yeah. Right. You, you live at peace. It doesn't mean that you live in denial. It doesn't mean that you take people's crap or mistreatment, but we seek to live at peace with each other. And certainly as a black woman, I long to live at peace with other black, with black men. Um, and I recognize that that has to do with the way I think about them, that I have to resist the internalization of racism about uh, these That's precious right. image bearers, but also my my brothers in, um, in, in kind of our diasporic identity. I have to resist that because I think that we are kidding ourselves if we don't think that the air that we're breathing and the water that we're drinking does not create um, these skewed perceptions yeah. of each other. And we've got to work hard to have our minds renewed even about how we see ourselves and how we see each other. And so this is an attempt, I think, in a concrete way for us with the help of the Holy Spirit to do some of that renewing of the mind so that we can properly honor each other. And it's, and that, and I mean every bit of that word honor and you're right back in maybe 95 or before or whatever it was, there was a time when you could talk about like, Oh, I want to hear from my brothers or, or whatever. And now there's so many ways and, you know, save your letters, but 
<laughs> but there's so many ways that we have uh, interpreted and misinterpreted, I would say, at least historic womanism and feminism uh, in some really bizarre ways in which it does not leave room for what is most what is necessary, which is full. It's unrecognizable. It's unrecognizable. It has to be. There's about a third or fourth wave of womanism now that does not look anything like Harriet Tubman. I wouldn't even, I mean, I'm not even talking about 150 years. I I mean, like even 50, I mean like, but, but at the, at the end of the day, if we can't talk about liberation for our sons and our fathers and our brothers, (laughs) I'm like, no, I want liberation for everybody. I don't want to live on an all black woman planet, even though we adore, we have a podcast called Truth's Table. (laughs) I want us to be in community with each other. And I think I... I don't want to miss out what God has put in these image bearers that are a blessing to me because of internalized hatred towards black men. And I want to name it as that being what it is. And it's a lie from the pit of hell. And I think we have to actively, passionately resist it. And at the same time, we got a long track record of calling out foolishness. We not new to calling out uh, misogyny. We're not <laughs> new to calling out misogynoir. And, and that is why I think we have a place to be able to speak to what it means to honor and to see and to affirm and to love and to walk with Black men. And I think, um, you know, some would say, well, well, the, the Black men, they don't, they don't do this, you know, for us, um, you know, or, is, but that's the, which first of all, I don't think, by and large, I don't think that's true. But people, people will say that you know, black women, we go up for black men, which is which is true. I, I do, I, I, that is true. We do go up, you know, for sure. And there are present know, examples for sure. But yeah, exactly. Hello. Yes, we have those you know, examples, the historical and even present receipts. But I don't. Our our behavior cannot ever be as Christians. Our behavior cannot be contingent upon what other people do and don't do. Our behavior and our response is contingent upon the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And so we have to do what God called us to do, which is to love our neighbors as ourselves. And if we can't love our brothers, we absolutely do not love ourselves. And if they can't love us, they absolutely cannot love themselves, you know? And so, um, so I think that we have, we got to get our eyes off of what they doing and what they not doing and look to what God has told and, and look to God who has already told us what we ought to do, you know? Um, and so, and how, and how we ought to walk humbly with God. How do we do that? You know? Um, so it's, it's not a mystery. These things are not, um, hidden from us. And so we feel like this is the right thing to do. Um, we're not misandrous. I don't think anybody's ever thought we were, but if, if you thought we were, hello, well, surprise, surprise. I don't really care. I don't, I don't really care if you thought that, but we're clearly we're not. Just don't, you know, don't, don't, don't come up to me at a conference or anything. Just keep your space. <laughs> I don't. Believe what you believe. And put your mask on still. Yes. Uh, Please. (laughs) (laughs) See, any other thoughts that you... No, I think that last point that you, that you begin to walk down that road, our our closest neighbors, for Black women, what what does it mean to love your neighbor? Our closest neighbor as Black women are Black men. Period. And and that, and and vice versa, Uh, whether that's mothers, brothers, siblings, spouses, whatever. Um, and, and again, we're called to love everyone, right. Uh, Including our enemies, but Lord knows I don't want black men to be in the list of our enemies. Oh no, 
Oh, no, no, no. Absolutely not. Yeah. And I mean, we could talk, I mean, we could talk so much about the men who have shaped our lives, you know, from our fathers down to our brothers, um, our, our, our friends, you know, who have literally, who have held down truth's table, you know, who have supported us um, in ways, not through just prayer, but tangibly, you know, um, have shown up for us, supported us, you know, um, endorsed Security. our work. Say it again. I was like, Security. Oh, oh, security. Yeah. You know, um, the come on up here ministry, (laughs) listen, (laughs) the pull up ministry. Yeah. I mean, we have really, um, we have been supported absolutely by black women, but we have also been supported by black men. And I think sometimes that's maybe a little known fact. I think we have kind of said that too on the show, but I think it's also good to state it for the record too, that people know that, no, we've also been helped by our brothers, um, in some significant ways. Um, which we are grateful for. Absolutely grateful for. So I'm excited to to get into this series. Also, all the other things that we're going to do in season seven. And, uh, and, I'm, and I'm eager to take y'all on this trip with us. Of course, send us your thoughts. Send us your questions, what you want to know. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, I think that would be a good practice. So y'all definitely um, feel free to hit our email at asktruthstable at gmail.com so that we, you know, so that if you have questions or anything or an idea on kind of like, oh, y'all should bring this topic to the table since you're going to have brothers at the table, you know, give us your, give us your ideas. We are, we would love to hear from you, our sisters. You know, <laughs> and of course, we want to thank y'all for taking a seat at the table with us this week. Let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us your thoughts about this episode using the hashtag Truth Table. And Black women, we have a Black women's Facebook discipleship group. So make sure to follow Truth Table on Facebook and join our Facebook group today. Please make sure that y'all answer all of the questions and have a good little profile picture up so we can see your face. You know, we don't want no Rachel Dolezals in there. I'm just saying, this is a Black woman's discipleship group. Okay. Um, invite your homegirls. <laughs> also follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Truth Table and email us your thoughts, like I said, at asktruthstable at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Truth Table has a Patreon account, so y'all can send your love offerings to patreon.com slash truthstable or you can bless us at our PayPal, which is paypal.me slash truthstable. Truthstable's audio producer is Joshua Heath. Our, vi- our video producer is Daryl Bradford. And Truthstable's executive producers and hosts are Akemini Uen and Christina Edmondson. We'll see you soon on the next Truth Table. Bye, y'all.